Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Forget the moon. Bitcoin's rocket is headed straight for Mars. Ethereum is the one headed for the moon. And many altcoins are finding their way outside Earth's atmosphere as well, as the crypto markets have absolutely explodified. We're almost at $1 trillion market cap. In other news, wait. Well, there's other news. To be honest, it's a little hard to focus, perhaps because people are storming the U.S. Capitol building as we speak. But the show must go on because crypto never sleeps or watches the news or eats or poops. But we do all those things. But not right now, because that would just be weird. Thanks for joining us for our Don't Poop Now, Bitcoin is Going Crazy, Bad News, episode number 476. Of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? Hey, welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious, the crypto serious. This is episode number 476, and it's our weekly bad news update. What's happening in your world, Sir Lord Travis Wright? Nothing much. Bitcoin just going to pass $1 million. Yeah, it's it's amazing what's happening here. The crypto markets have really exploded. We've got a lot to cover here to talk about, and uh, we want to give a shout out to our friends at anytask.com. You can get thousands of high-quality tasks done starting at just $1. We're talking professional freelancers for your business, all kinds of tasks. We've used them. We recommend that you do too. Put aside Fiverr. They take like 20% commission from what you pay that the um, the freelancer doesn't get. You know, forget- Yeah, Upwork. and they charge you. It's like they take from them and they charge you. Mm-hmm. Any task it accepts Electronium, which has more than 4 million users worldwide. So go to anytask.com and get what you need done. In fact, you could probably get any task done there at any task. You know what I want to, and whenever I tell people about this, it just really blows them away. It's like, you know, here are these folks that are earning crypto by doing these tasks in 140 countries, and they're able to top up the minutes on their phone. And in some countries, they're actually able to pay their electricity in ETN to up for their house. Like, this is really doing good stuff. I love this. Absolutely. We thank for them for being a sponsor. We're glad to be advisors with Electronium. And now let's get to the news. Timestamp 2.55 Eastern Standard Time, because it just so happens I am not in Denver at the moment. I'm still on vacation in sunny Florida, and CoinGecko.com tells us that we are at $988 billion 
dollars. We broke through the market cap record just a few days ago, which was what about eight hundred and fifty billion? Eight forty, I think. Mm-hmm. And we are almost at a trillion. It could happen while we're recording this show, and certainly we'll keep an eye on that and notify you if it does happen. But whether it happens while we're recording or shortly after or in the next day, or it's going to happen really soon. Uh, it's it's a key, I think, indicator of where crypto is going. Bitcoin, $35,498. Ethereum on a crazy run this last seven days, up 61% currently at 11.8581. Tether, dollar one. Uh, XRP, 25 cents. Litecoin, 165. Polkadot is number six at $10. And Cardano, 30 cents. Bitcoin Cash, 445.50. And uh, Chainlink, 1650 and coming in at number 10 and it has not seen the top 10 for some time up 116 percent this week stellar xlm at 30 cents yeah now if we're looking at the top 100 and we see there's just it's like if there was ever a thing of altcoin season it seems like it's probably we are in the midst of it um, but it's always interesting to think about because you know, institutional investors aren't pouring money into a lot of these altcoins, but people who um, like the cryptos are. Look at this, Loop Ring, uh, up 134%. Doge, the Dogecoin, this week, up 128%. Now, it's almost at a penny. It's actually over a penny now. As you mentioned, Stellar was up big time. Nano up 107%. These are big numbers, folks. These are like, in some cases, life-changing numbers. If you know, if, 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 don't be afraid to peel off some profits along the way because I remember what happened last time. Things dropped and everybody got sad because they never peeled anything off. So, Mr. Joel Kahn and I always recommend peeling a little something-something off if it makes sense. Maker up 98%. The Reserve Rights Token, that's up 98%. Matic up 80%. Uniswap, 73 uh, And then, you know what? I know there's some other ones, but Ethereum up 61%. The Verge token up 60%, Cardano 57%, Sushi up 54%, Theta up 54%. It's just, you're seeing a lot of these old school names. Oh, the OMG token 48%, Chainlink up 40%, VChain up 38%. I mean, it's just a crate. Uh, Polkadot 33%, Ethereum Classic up 30%. Like, so much Bitcoin 30%. All right, we get it. They're up. Oh, it's wait. green. Are there any losers? I'm sure there are, but I really don't care because there's so much green. It's just making me happy. What's really interesting to me is the Bitcoin dominance is over 67% right now. And, you know, we push through. I just, it seems like just yesterday we were recording a show where Bitcoin was at 19,000 and saying, is 20,000 around the corner? And, and now, you know, 40 is the next big benchmark, right? From 35, 40 is the next one. And, and I have a feeling that we might hit that before we see a pullback. But what's really fascinating to me is that um, most of the altcoins have still not gotten anywhere near their previous all-time high, but Ethereum is creeping up there. Uh, I think its all-time high was around 1450, I want to say, 1450, 50, I'm looking it up right now. 15, to, yeah, it was close to 1500, I recall. Yeah, it was very close to 1500, and uh, the exact number for all-time high is 1448. Uh, January 13th, 2018. And out of all of the coins that are getting back to their highs from that time, Bitcoin's blown by it. Ethereum appears to be the next one in line to get there. Yeah, and you look through these top 10 and the top 20 and look at some of these different projects. 
like this is what I thought just a couple of days ago. I was looking, and some of them just weren't moving. And I was like, why isn't EOS moving? EOS has been doing some pretty interesting stuff. And then here it is. It's stuck at like $2.40. Well, now, it, this week, it's gone up almost 30%. It's up to $3.40 almost. So it's, it's wild watching some of these move, paying attention to some of them. If you've been in the crypto space for a long time, some of the the, the, the vast dormant coins that had just been sitting are, are not, not sitting anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a fun time to watch. We'll see what happens. Now, you did mention that, you know, think of this. Here, this is crazy. Bitcoin hit $25,000 on Christmas Day. Mm. Here we are now on the 6th of January when we're recording this. It's at over, over 35000 Like, it just popped up ten grand in a little over about 10 days. Amazing. Well, there's, there's a lot of FOMO. And if, you know, your friends who said, you know, who ignored Bitcoin over these years and you telling them about it aren't calling you now to say, tell me again about how I get some of this Bitcoin. Yeah, nobody liked just... the Bitcoin at the 4000 price point where you could make shit tons, right? It's like, it's one of those things like, man, oh man, $4,000, that just seems so high for Bitcoin. Uh-huh. Why don't I, I want to spend $4,000 on a coin of that? That just seems like a dumb thing. Oh wait, here it is at right around forty thousand dollars now. That's a ten X. There's right? a dumber there's a dumber thing than that. It's selling it at four thousand, which I may have to raise my hand. I didn't sell it four, I did capitulate some at five. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a crazy time. I mean, the COVID thing just happened, the stock market tanked, and then everything was tanking and it was like, well, peel off a little bit just in case. Well, when we check in with our friends at Cointelegraph.com, the most widely read crypto publication in the world, Marcel Peckman has written this piece just fresh off the press as two key Bitcoin price indicators show pro traders are waiting for $36,000. And I would imagine that there's got to be people that are a little hesitant right now because... This has been such a run. You know, last time we saw a run like this, there was a big pullback. But I don't know that this is going to happen this time. Mm. Well, you know, I I see – I've not paid attention to a lot of the traders right now, but one thing that I did see is, like, early on when people were talking about what's going to happen after it passes 20,000 from where it was at a certain place, you know, they were talking at, you know, 36, 37,000. Some are saying 48, 49,000 would be the top of that Fibonacci scale before it kind of resets and, and goes off again. Some people are saying this is going to hit 45,000. Some are saying that this run, you know, JP Morgan said this run could hit over 100,000. So I don't know. We don't know where the dip is. You never really know until the dip decides to dip. But, you know, if you pay attention to the big sell walls, Bitcoin has blown through these big sell walls because there's so much institutional money now coming in. And I think, well, there's, there's another article that we're going to be talking about later on, like why it might just keep rolling because of the, the banks are now able to accept stable coins and crypto is becoming more of a mainstream thing in the mainstream banking world. And so, you know, people are pouring more and more money in and there's only 21 million of them. And there's a lot of people out there. There's unlimited... I heard somebody say this, there's unlimited fiat money that's being poured into 21 million Bitcoin. Let's just, go ahead do? Let's, let's just go ahead and talk about that. This is a story from dailycoin.com. The headline is banks allowed to use stable coins alongside with SWIFT. 
And so this allows um, national banks to directly connect with blockchains and use these stable coins the same as any other traditional payment method. Yeah. So you're going to see te- the price of Tether is going to skyrocket to like a dollar one. By the way, I noticed yesterday when things were like when Bitcoin jumped up like two grand, Tether went to a dollar four. I'm like, when there is mass fluctuations in the price of crypto, I think it it gets unstable there for you know a few minutes as it tries to find its footing. I don't know exactly technically how it works, but I have noticed when there's big pops up or drops down that the stable coins get a little less stable. It would seem to me that a, that a stable coin, especially like Tether, you know, whenever the price of Bitcoin's going up and up and up, and people want to conserve their their wins, they don't want to sell into an altcoin; they want to hold it. And then what would seem to me is that as, as, as the price of Bitcoin goes up, more and more people are going to take that over and, and get some tether. And then they're going to get out of that tether and then go and, you know, buy more Bitcoin or buy more altcoins or whatever. It seems to me that then that tether should be burned or something, right? Because like it's not needed. But what's crazy is you keep seeing the, the supply of tether going up and up and up over time. But why, when people get out of it, why doesn't it get burned? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not a tether advisor. Maybe we should ask William Quigley. I think so. But I think this is great news right here. So it's like, imagine, and we've talked about this. Oh, you want to send some money to the Philippines from Kansas City? Like I've, I've had to do before. It goes from Kansas City to New York to City of London, which is inside of London. It's not London. It's the banking center called City of London. In some cases, it might go to Switzerland. Some cases, it might go to Hong Kong and then go to the Philippines. So it's like, and everybody gets a little piece. But you know what? We all learned in school that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So just send some, stri- you know, send some stable coins over there. Boom, get them there real quick. And people can get their money instantaneously instead of having to wait two or three days sometimes and filling up the pockets of all these intermediaries. You know, here's an interesting question as well. There's a lot of thinking that institutions are going to hold on to their Bitcoin for years. But the CCO of BitPay is saying if Bitcoin hits $45,000 within a month, that some of these institutions might go, you know, that they bought in around 20000 or so, that they might say, you know, we just 2X'd our money or so, and we don't need to wait for the three years we were looking at. Let's go ahead and, and sell some and take some profit. Mm-hmm. Well, that could that could definitely happen, and uh, you could see that 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 people are potentially going to do that, and that's what's going to happen is is that could create. Imagine somebody with that many bitcoins, like <clears throat> the name of the what was the name of Mass Mutual or whatever, mm-hmm. and then MicroStrategy bought all his bitcoin. Yep. Like and they say, all right, I'm going to sell that. You, you're, I think we're going to see some flat. There're going to be some flash dips. And then you're going to have people there who are trying to get, still get in and they're going to buy those flash dips. Right. So I wonder, do you think we'll ever see 20,000 again? It's possible. I don't think we're ever going to see sub 10,000 again. Those days no. are done. Yeah. That's, I, I don't see us hitting, you know, below five figures again. Uh, Peter McCormick said this about the institutions. He knows somebody who works at Skybridge and he said, the thing you need to understand about Mass Mutual is they've put in a hundred million dollars, but that's not a lot of money for them. They're not looking to sell next year or in two years or in five years. So don't know. We'll wait and see. But if the dump happens, uh, we might know who's doing the flushing. 
Mm. Yeah. Flush it. We'll see. I, I think he's keep an eye on it. Right. And then also, are you in the belief that Bitcoin's going to hit a hundred thousand dollars someday? Is Bitcoin going to hit 200, $500,000 someday. If you're in that boat, then you just kind of go, Oh wow, that was an interesting flash dip. And then you just go about your business. If you're one of the day traders that are trying to time the market at all the right times, I'm not one of those because I always fail miserably. And uh, so I think that there's maybe some opportunities there. When the dip happens, maybe you, maybe you, maybe you can sell some. If you need the profits, peel a little off by all means and put some cash in your pocket to get some things that you need. But if you don't need it and want to let it ride, let it ride. Do what you want. Again, we're not financial advisors. We're just telling you what's going on. And we've been telling you this, these days are coming and here they are. You know, sometimes you, you agonize over not having made the sale when it was at a certain high and buying in lower. But I realized uh, yesterday when I was looking at my uh, my portfolio and what could have been, you know, had I sold at the, at the high before, um, if I had just walked away for three years and come back now and not tried to peel off here and there, I would be better off. <laughs> Well, if you just walked away, then you probably wouldn't have earned crypto over those years either. But I mean, I, I, get, I get the sentiment. I mean, not touching the investment not, not that I had. you had originally. But you know what? Here's the thing that, that I got to go back and forth on that too, is that, you know, I live on crypto. Like crypto comes into my life and then I'll convert it to fiat and I'll pay my bills and I'll do what you got to do with it. You it's smoke like, it. I, I don't, I don't, I haven't done any of that, but I have bought marijuana with with uh crypto um because i just actually convert i literally did it at the dispensary i converted my bitcoin into cash used my coin zoom uh, debit card and then swiped it in the atm got some cash and then boom bought some weed so i have done that and um it, it's just going to become a part of your guy part of your life it's just like all right i got crypto here if i need something uh, i'll just convert some use what i need and keep some for the, you know, I got some that I'll stash for the long haul and some that's just in my wallet for the, for the time being. Well, there you go. Do you think uh, Julian Assange cares about Bitcoin at all? I think Julian Assange is, and WikiLeaks was one of the big catalysts for the growth mm -hmm. and the adoption of crypto along the way, because I remember WikiLeaks, they, you know, Visa and PayPal and everybody stopped donations with that. And then, Bitcoin was like, I don't even know, $10 or something at the time. And then they started taking donations in Bitcoin. So I would say that he probably does care if, if they kept some. I hope they kept a bunch of it because if they did, then it's probably worth a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Assange, uh, the big story this week is that um, he is not going to be extradited from the UK and the prison he's being held there mm -hmm. to the United States. And people are really wanting Trump to pardon him. Um, and a lot of freedom and liberty loving people want to see that happen as well. And over the last week or so, there's been a couple whale alerts. Basically, they, somebody sent eight and a half Bitcoin almost to support uh, WikiLeaks by donating to their account. Another person donated four and a half Bitcoin. That right there is what, $410,000 worth of Bitcoin to his mm -hmm. defense fund because Mexico has actually said uh, they would, they would you know, have asylum for him there. Yeah. Well, they're going to have asylum for him in the Mexican embassy. Like he had to stay in the Ecuadorian embassy for so long. Now, What's interesting is that, uh, you know, Assange 
one, he's not going to be extradited to America, but then also he was denied bail. So he's still stuck in jail. And what now? I mean, freedom seemed to be withering away and, and he's just guilty of, of being a journalist is really all he is. Right. He, he, he's guilty of being a real journalist, someone who was offering real information. And um, I think it's sad. I like Julian Assange. I think he's done a lot to open up transparency in the world, but it's still not enough because the world is crazy. And here it is Bastille day uh, in America where they are now, I just saw a, a message come through. They are now in P Pelosi's office. There was taking pictures of Pelosi's office. They had to get evacuated so quickly Emails are still left up on the screens in the room. Uh, wait a second. Are you, is that for real? Uh, yeah, I, I'm literally looking at the tweet here from Elijah Schaefer right now. And they, they evacuated so quickly that there's emails still on the screen and the notification alerting them about the quote-unquote revolution in process. So they oh my had to skedaddle quickly. Okay, we got to go check this out, guys. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. And we're back, confirmed. Uh, there is craziness happening in Washington, D.C. We are living through history right now, whichever side of this you fall on. Uh, this is definitely one for the history books. Anyway, shall we get back to the crypto news? Well, speaking of government right here, we tap right into it. Uh, the Treasury has logged almost 6,000 comments on the crypto monitoring proposal. So there's a... Uh, proposal that the, that the Treasury and Steve Mnuchin were putting out about, you know, monitoring different things and uh, crypto stakeholders turned out in force and uh, they were trying to actually evade scrutiny. I actually sent a message in as well. I did and, too. And uh, they got well, over 5,600 messages. The whole thing was that they say that crypto exchanges have to know the identities behind all the wallets, right? Mm -hmm. It's anti-money laundering and know your chicken type, um, you know, policies. And I think that would they try to apply this also to offline wallets? You know, if you have a ledger or a Trezor, in order to hold one legally, you have to tell the government that you have one, like you have well, a bank account? I mean, account? that could be one of the things that they're trying to pull is like, oh, you've not claimed that this is your legal wallet. We're confiscating it mm -hmm. or some shit. How do you confiscate a crypto wallet? Don't know. You can't you confiscate without the anything. They storm, they storm your house and kick your door down and take your shit. I guess. Give, give us freedom, your, America. Give us your keys or whatever it is that uh, We heard that you have some do. bitcoins. We are here to take it. Uh, you papers? know, and this is where privacy coins can really thrive, but I spotted a story here also on dailycoin.com. By the way, this is a newer publication, I believe, and I'm liking the stories I see here. Bittrex is set to delist Dash, Monero, and Zcash in the next couple of weeks. Mm. So, I wonder if that's because of a little heat coming down on them. And I did notice this. I mean, we see everything on the rise right now. And then I noticed Monero was one of the ones that are down for the week. So I think some of that news is impacting some of that stuff. But in reality, when, the, when things go down, some of those privacy coins are going to be a good place to maybe a safe harbor. So, but if you can't exchange them and can't access them and other things, then is it a safe harbor? Hard to say. Speaking of the moon, there is a Redditor who goes by the name Satoshi Nakamoto 7, not to be confused with Satoshi Nakamoto 6 or 8. 
just mm. you know make sure we're clear he has free moon tokens that he's using to pay their rent now i don't know what the moon token is but apparently this person had 14,000 moon tokens in their possession and remembered that after they lost all their cash savings and gold during the pandemic and was without a job for 10 months so mm. they discovered they had these 14,000 moon tokens um and they've been using them to buy stuff and things yeah well that's actually apparently the uh moon is the official token of the uh the subreddit cryptocurrency on reddit Oh, there you and go. So I think they got some token rewards. They got they reward they were rewarded by their post and engagement, and uh, I guess uh, the, they they rewarded them out. And over forty eight million moons have been rewarded uh, so far. And on CoinGecko, our uh, exchange data platform of choice, it is about one point two cents. So he was able to go through, find a place to sell it, maybe Uniswap or someplace. I don't know where he exchanged it. 14,000 of them at 1.2 cents and uh, he was able to pay his rent. Congratulations on using crypto to pay your rent. Way to go, Moon Boy. Real life crypto application and not Bitcoin, right? A different a different crypto and altcoin that I didn't even know what it was and uh, and he's used it. Well, not as far away as the moon, but still a long way from here is Russia. And apparently, there's a lot of people that are not seeing opportunity in the Russian currency, the ruble, and they are withdrawing and finding other ways to invest. And the central bank is trying to slow the roll on there. They, they don't want people to pull out of ruble because ruble can then uh, collapse if not enough investment in it. Also, here's some interesting news in Russia. Russia's central bank... They are trying to stop the amount of rubles that are leaving the bank accounts there in Mother Russia. Uh, they're trying, there's a lot of different new investment models for folks, and they are taking their rubles out and they are trying to put them in other places. And the Central Bank of Russia says, Niet, you may not do this this bad. This is Ocean Ploho. Do not take out your rubles. And um, that's what they're doing. Don't be a booble. Save your rubles. Save your rubles. Um, <laughs> I, I do think that uh, eventually they're going to they're going to be creating a Russian central bank digital currency like some other ones. I would say that if they're running out of rubles, they just create a digital version, baby. So that's what all mm. the cool countries do. They just print print or go burr. And from Russia, not back to the moon, but to virtual worlds where property is hot property. You know, in the past we've talked about. Uh, sandbox. In fact, I think we've got a story coming up here about them in just a moment. We've talked about um, crypto voxels. We've talked about Decentraland and we've talked about Upland. They've actually been a sponsor of the show and we're working with them on a new set of digital collectibles. A lot of people uh, believe that virtual properties are the next big thing. And, and we agree. I mean, we've been playing with Upland now for well over a year and it has been growing and growing in their amount of daily users. I believe they're what the number two uh, DAP for the, the the number two overall in the world gaming DAP. And um, there's some really good stuff here. So people are thinking that you know as we move forward, that uh, the non fungible asset class, which we talk about all the time, NFTs is quickly becoming the next thing. They're saying that's the big thing in 2021. This particular article is saying virtual land is the next big thing. But then the article goes in to talk about basically, you know, virtual 
digital assets. And so the, the NFT asset class is, is really growing. We're big fans of that, as you know, because with uh, with blockchain heroes and now partnering with Upland and creating a, a set with them. But they're really cool because they have all these different properties and you can buy real world properties in the virtual land and uh, and then you can build stuff there. So it's like to, you get to make a better San Francisco <laughs> or a better New York with with these things. And and these metaverses are popping up all over, right? I, yeah, they are. And I don't know if you've seen this yet, but there's actually something they've added to Upland that I've been playing with this week where you can build on your property. You can pick a house and it's like you stake a few tokens that they give you and then it takes time to build this house, but you can kind of select the three color schemes that make it. It's either like a house or an apartment, depending upon the size of your lot. So I've built a few of them. And some people in um, the community that we're in, Merced Manor, they're in a competition to outbuild other communities. So if you get a chance, go in there. If you've got any upland properties in Merced Manor, go build on your property, make things. Wait, Merced Manor, that was the place where we did the, uh, the upland competition, right? Right, where, that's where the Blockchain Heroes headquarters is at. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're having some sort of, there's having some spud, spud war or something going on right now. Yeah, right? so you're supposed to go build on your properties in Merced Manor. Nice. Yeah, I go like build that. something, Travis. I'm Make gonna, things. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a biddler. Yeah, you just mentioned Sandbox. Sandbox is actually a, uh, a project that is run by Animoca, which is a, another company that we work with. And uh, CoinMarketCap has actually deployed this new product called Learn Crypto, Earn Crypto. And so it's, it's kind of a cool thing. You know, uh, Coinbase has the same thing, uh, Coinbase Earn, where you can, you know, they'll give you, some, they'll give you some knowledge and then you take a test and you earn a little bit of crypto. I think I earned like $50 worth of Stellar Lumens uh, with that as well, which is now probably worth a whole bunch more than that. But um, the Sand Token, so Animoca and the Sandbox, they have... Uh, I guess they've added about $400,000 worth of sand tokens that can be shared via the uh, coin market cap earn program and on the sandbox. Interesting. Well, and there's more than one way to earn crypto. In fact, one way is to get $50 in free Bitcoin from your friends here at Bad Crypto. It's really easy to do. If you're a U.S. citizen, just open up a new account with eToro using the link I'm about to give you. Fund it with $50 in dirty fiat. Buy crypto with that dirty fiat, instantly leveling it up to something cooler, more fashionable, and something that'll make you more handsome. And then uh, email us with your info. And we'll check it out with eToro. Make sure you followed all the rules, which are really easy. You'll be able to use eToro and their copy trader functionality, their $0 commission training, and learn all about the popular coins that you can buy, sell, and trade there. And we'll send you $50 in free BTC. Go to badco.in forward slash eToro today, like so many other citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. And we'll fill your coffers with $50 in Bitcoin. All right, stop, stop. You're listening to this right now, and you've been procrastinating for episode after episode after episode. Like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do that eToro thing with him eventually. And you've never done it. And here you are. And think of all these gains that you've missed out on by not getting that $50 worth of Bitcoin like you thought you should have done eight months ago when Bitcoin was at $3,800. And you're like, oh, man, I should have done it. If you would have done it then, when we were giving it away then, and we're still giving it away now, but if you had done it then, your, your $50 in Bitcoin would be almost $500 worth of Bitcoin now. And you waited and you lost. So pause this right now. 
Go to badco.in forward slash eToro and quit procrastinating your financial freedom. Oh, boy, you heard it right there, gang. Sir Lord Travis Wright is giving the orders, and you know what you got to do. So badco.in forward slash eToro is the place to go. While we're on this topic of NFTs and virtual property and all this good stuff, uh, this piece of news just came out yesterday, Sir Lord Travis, right? And I didn't get to tell you this, but I got to be a party to this. Gala Games and Polyant Games went to set a world record for the most expensive NFT ever sold. And uh, um, our friend uh, Jason Brink, known as Bitbender, reached out to me and said, we're going to try to set a Guinness Book world record. Would you be a witness? And so I jumped on a Zoom uh, along with about 10 other people, and we witnessed the sale of an $800,000 NFT, which was basically the Citadel of the Sun, which is a... Um, a legend, a one-of-one legendary tier NFT with its own kingdom inside the world of Mirandus. It's a new MMORPG game that's coming out. And um, I and several others were witness to this transaction, the item being listed and then purchased um, by Polyant for $800,000. Man, I wanted to be a witness. I didn't even know I wanted to. Can I get a witness? Oh, man. Now, wait a second. This is the same company that, that sent out those really cool 3D blocks with the etched stuff on the inside? Mm-hmm. Are they sending those out, or have they sent them out? Uh, you should have received yours already. I got mine. No, I did not receive anything. Well, you need to talk to uh, Mr. Brink, then, about that. I'm going to message him. Where's my, where's my thing? Where's my thing? Where's right my on. thing get to? So pretty cool. NFTs are here to stay, my friends, and they ain't going away. And Sir Lord Travis, you know what? What's that? You know, I was talking nicely about dailycoin.com, and now I know why. Uh, because our producer put this story in here that says, who to follow in 2021 to keep up with the crypto news? And guess who is number five? Um, Pomp. No, he's probably number one. He's number one. Okay. Michael Saylor is number two. All right. Raul Pell is number three. Never heard of that guy. And Mate Greenspan is number five. All right. So that means bad crypto is number four. That's right. May the fourth be with us. Very nice. Indeed. Yeah. So that's cool. Thank you so much, Daily Coin. Uh, we like to share the news, like to give our insights and have a lot of great guests on as you as you know. So thank you. That's cool. We, we appreciate that. And a little earlier, we talked about our sponsor, AnyTask. Apparently, they have commercials now running on, uh, on U.S. television. Oh, so you guys, I, if you guys see one of those, let us know. Um, you know, I don't, I don't watch commercial TV, so I don't see ads. You know, I, I like to uh, watch the shows that don't have the commercials. But if you see one, that would be interesting to hear from you. You know, I've always wondered why just commercials, like they know people aren't paying attention to them anymore. So why don't they at least just leave their logo up on the screen or like a QR code on the bottom corner. So like when this, when they're, when we're fast forwarding, we at least get the brand awareness of what it is with a logo in the corner. All right. And also, also in the news from uh, one of the companies that we work with HODL community, check it out. HODLcommunity.org. It's the, uh, the future of finance is here. It's this algorithmic financial platform that is really, it has this really interesting earnings system. And there's an article that's on bitcoinwarrior.net that's on the show notes here. 
it ta- it really talks about it in a cool way. It's a decentralized savings mechanism. And so that is a way that you can use your crypto to earn some crypto in a unique decentralized finance DeFi type of way. I would say go check it out, hodlcommunity.org. Use your crypto to earn some crypto, hodl C. Yep. I just wrote them a little jingle. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. You can tip me in in Bitcoin. By the way, you can see the link to this article and all of the articles that we referenced in this episode in our show notes. And it's easy to find. You don't have to go to badcryptopodcast.com and go search for it. Where do they put those show notes? Nope. Just go to badco.in forward slash 476. Badco.in forward slash 476. Yeah. One final thing I think is fun that I've been playing around with a lot just because it's just hilarious to me is, is that chain games. Chaingames.io, they have the uh, the crypto cart racing. And uh, you and I are on a motorcycle and you're driving it and I'm <laughs> in the sidecar. And so I got a new PC and it works really great on it. It actually works on Mac as well. And uh, I think it works on, on Android, but not iOS yet. And I guess there's like a mechanism in here now you can actually earn crypto by kicking people's ass and playing games. It's pretty fun. Chaingames.io. Check it out. Why Why wouldn't you? I mean, what is it's, you know, you get to have fun and earn yeah. the crypto. I just really wish there was a turbo boost where you could like unpin me and I fly off and then you go faster. That would be hilarious. <laughs> like an eject button. Yeah, eject Fat Travis <laughs> off the side. And, and then you like, come, as I make the lap, you come down in your parachute. And, yeah, and then know, it, was, I, I, yeah, it gives you like a little momentary turbo boost and here I come again. <laughs> Well, uh, Travis and I need to go occupy a building. Um, you know, we told you that we need to go to the bathroom. I got to occupy the, the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll catch you on our next episode. Get a great interview with Larry Sanger, one of the uh, it, people that were instrumental in the creation of Wikipedia, basically created Wikipedia, and uh, then went on to co-found Everipedia and is now on to doing some really interesting things. We'll look forward to sharing with that you, with that with you, with that you, whatever order you want to say. Yeah, that you, yeah, bad, bad stay. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.